we saw that uh, when I say we, meaning when I put together a little team of like, what can we do about things? You know, how we want to find a problem and solve it. Because this is not my first startup. I've been in about six, seven startups and I've always enjoyed, you know, the journey. And here, this was just another journey that we picked up on transitioning from solar energy that I used to work on and uh, said, okay, so we have a huge plastic problem. Plastic is everywhere. Microplastics is a huge issue. Uh, we're inhaling it. We're eating it. What should we do about it? Hi, and welcome to Women CEO and Reflection, a podcast dedicated to personal growth and mental health discussions with women CEOs across the globe. It's here where inspired women get candid about what drives them to succeed and the personal challenges they've encountered on their path to success. So if you're a woman on a mission, this is the podcast you don't want to miss. So sit back, relax, and let's get candid. Hi, everybody. Welcome back. Uh, this is Women CEO in Reflection. I am Bridget Latisse Smith, and it is my honor to be your guest host this week. In my 20s, I worked in television news, I hosted a popular talk show, and I even started my first company. In my 30s, I transitioned into tech and I landed at Google. And now I'm in the third act of my life where I'm called a super angel. Some people even call me the Oprah of investing. I invest in venture capital firms, startups, private equity, and alternative assets. This week, I have an amazing lineup of guests for this podcast. They range from trailblazing investors, private equity disruptors, venture capitalists, all the way to diverse female founders, one of whom you're going to meet today. She is fantastic. You're going to love her. Together, during this week, we have been exploring their journey, pivotal moments, and how they focus on self-care along the way. Today's guest is Miriam. Welcome, Miriam. Thank you very much, Bridget. Really appreciate this opportunity to be here. Yes. And the reason I didn't say your last name is, is because it's so hard to pronounce. So why don't you give us your whole name? <laughs> sure. It's uh, Mariam Ispahani. Ispahani. What's the origin of your last name? Uh, well, my ancestors are from Iran. And there's a city in, in Iran called Isfahan. And so my ancestors, when they were selecting a name, they selected the name of the city, uh, the ancient name of the city, which was actually Ispahan. Mm, mm. Already, I feel like I just had a history lesson. Thank you for sharing <laughs> that. I didn't want to mess up your last name, so I, I wanted to allow you to properly say it. So thank you so much, Maren. Let's start this fantastic interview because uh, once listeners really understand the company that you're building and why you're building it and then who you are as a person, I think they're going to fall in love with you just as I have. So Miriam, um, let's start a little bit backwards and then come then come full circle. So if you could just share with us a little bit about your early years, you know, the younger version of yourself, what did that look like and how did you feel? And, you know, what were some things that were of interest to you to get you kind of kind of lay the foundation to how you became and, and what you do today? So what are the early what does the early Miriam look like? What does she do? Who was she? Uh, very different. Uh well, uh, I always grew up uh, in a family where we were told to, you know, reuse items and take care of nature as well as uh, recycling to some extent and things like that. So that was always inside me, sort of like an innate thing. 
And then as I went through college, uh, I was, you know, in a different uh, field. I was in psychology, then in education. Uh, I, I have done many different things. But uh, for the most part, when I got into the renewable space, then I started uh, changing and using what I had learned early on in my life, appreciating nature and worrying about the environment. And I started moving forward in that direction. Mm. That's great. So an early appreciation for nature, it sounds like an early appreciation for environmental, um, you know, just making sure we take care of the space that we're in and the resources that we have available to us. Excellent. And did you say you, you grew up in Iran? Uh, no, I uh, my ancestors are from there, but I grew up in South Asia. Oh, and okay. so I've lived I've lived in different countries, India, Pakistan, Bangladesh. I've also lived in England and then the U.S., Okay, wow. So your perspective on um, energy conservation, uh, climate tech, all of the things all come from all of these different life experiences, it sounds like. Yes, it does. And I think uh, the biggest influence, you know, on all this has been my mother, in the way that she uh, raised us and how we grew up in the environment that we grew up in, having traveled in different countries, seeing different cultures, living with different kinds of people mm -hmm. from different backgrounds. Mm -hmm. That's really a privilege because when I grew up, I, I didn't leave the city very often. And so to have, to contrast that with someone who has this world, um, these experiences that your parents and your environment allowed you to have really does shape you. So it's interesting. It's always interesting for me to, to talk to people to understand how they grew up. Let's transition to um, a little bit uh, fast forward to current day. So you are the CEO and the founder of a fantastic company called Sonali Bioplastics. It is a climate tech company, seed stage. And uh, I would love for you to just share with the, the listeners today a little bit about Sonali Bioplastics and what that company does. Sure, thank you. Uh, well, you know, we saw that uh, when I say we, meaning when I put together a little team of like, what can we do about things? You know, how we want to find a problem and solve it. Because this is not my first startup. I've been in about six, seven startups and I've always enjoyed, you know, the journey. And here, this was just another journey that we picked up on transitioning from solar energy that I used to work on. And uh, said, okay, so we have a huge plastic problem. Plastic is everywhere. Microplastics is a huge issue. Uh, we're inhaling it. We're eating it. What should we do about it? And when we talked to people, they said that, uh, you know, well, if you don't want us to use petroleum-based plastic, you know, these disposable cups and bags, etc. well, what should we do? So then we decided as a team that let's focus on providing alternatives, and we decided that we're going to use plants. So it's a bio-based, biodegradable, compostable, sustainable, et cetera, uh, you know, field that we start, suddenly, you know, got into. And we started uh, working on how to make products to deal with this. Mm -hmm. And we, uh, you know, wrapped up as we went along making uh, products. It was the pandemic. And we had to deal with all those challenges. But we decided to move forward any which way. Uh, because we felt like uh, the climate is, you know, changing, environment needs our help, and uh, we can't just sit still. Excellent. And so you're, you're building this 
um, massive company at this point. You're the CEO and you are um, taking on a lot of weight on your personal shoulders to make sure this company is, and I know you've got a team, of course, but how has it been as a CEO creating a company from scratch? And I know you've been a serial entrepreneur before, but how has it been just building this company from scratch? Because that's a heavy weight is to try and reduce the um, the petroleum-based plastics that we have everywhere around us in our kitchen, in our bathroom, in our shopping cart, in our car, you know, everywhere you look, uh, you see petroleum plastics everywhere. And so in California, where I live, uh, there happens to be, um, you have to pay for the bags that you, if you get, a, if you go to the grocery store, they're trying to, you know, encourage you to bring reusable bags to the grocery store. And everywhere you go, this is, this is a trend in California. I was surprised by it when I first moved there, but it's actually a great thing for the environment. So you're, you're, you're making conscious decisions on whether to use plastic or not versus just automatically having plastic as your first option. So that weight that you're trying to, you know, change the, the, the mindset of, of the products that are produced and how we see plastics in our world. Like that's a big weight to carry. So how do you take care of yourself when you, when you're trying to change the mindset of the world? And at the same time, you know, you have, you know, your family, your own obligations. How do you make time and prioritize Miriam in that scenario? Oh, okay. Uh, well, uh, on the note of California, I moved from the Midwest. I lived in Minnesota for 10 years, and then I've been in California for about 24 now. So living in uh, Silicon Valley, San Jose, uh, it was much easier to find people who think the same way. That, yes, we need to do something about climate, something about the environment, and uh, do something about all this plastic around us and use uh, better methods. But uh, since I travel a lot and since I have family in other countries, especially in, in Bangladesh, uh, I decided that, like, you know, things are not the way, you know, as, as we have it so easy in a sense in, in the mindset in California. And based on that, I said, well, you know, we have to do something about this. When I was thinking about a team, I put together a team that thought the same way and on the side, also, we said that, like, we need to not get so upset about the climate that we are not enabled to do something about it, right? We could sit and be upset that, look, things are getting worse, there are floods, there are this, there are that, there's the heat. But the idea is to take action. And, and, I, and I hate to be negative. I'm always positive. Sometimes people say I'm too positive. So I try to walk in nature, be in nature as much as I can, because we need to also recuperate. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I love uh, the, the ocean. So, you know, I've always been a water person. I also used to swim for my college swim team. So water and me, we get along. And also uh, being out in nature. So I think that you need to go back to nature and look at it from a positive side. And how can I protect this? How can I move forward? and uh, making this uh, continue to be this way for generations to come. Mm -hmm. Well, the nature thread and the ocean thread, just so you know, um, I've heard this and I feel the same way about nature and water. And the person I just interviewed prior to this conversation, we had, it was the exact, she's a hiker and she also um, has the same sentiment around 
water and the power of, of nature, just the power of being out with the sun and the power of just being silent and listening um, and enjoying your own mind, your own peace of mind. And so, so I definitely can relate with, with you when you say ocean and nature. So are there, are there things that you do in your day-to-day -day world when you're at your screen and the emails are coming through and the, the, the to-do list is getting longer. And then you've got, now that you're, and we'll talk about Founder Pitch Week in a moment, but now that you're a part of Founder Pitch Week, you've got deal flow coming your way from investors who say, I'm interested, tell me more. Like, how do you prioritize Miriam when on, in your day-to-day -day world? I think balance is extremely important once you do multiple things. And, uh, you know, I, I remember as a child growing up, my mother saying, if ever I said I'm bored, you know, she said, there's no such thing as being bored. There's always something to do. And uh, so I grew up that way. Uh, to have hobbies is extremely important. Hmm. So uh, I'm, I'm all about the outdoors. And so whether it is, you know, water sports or outdoor sports or hiking, uh, swimming, et cetera, I'm all about that. In addition mm -hmm. to that, I'm part of a uh, book club and I'm part of, uh, you know, other circles, especially I work a lot with youth mm -hmm. and uh, in particular with people who are focused on climate. They're doing some amazing work. And really my heart reaches out to them because they're trying to, save their own futures and uh, we grew up with you know gardens and birds and trees and butterflies everywhere and uh, for them you know to go to a garden and to see a lot of trees is is now becoming rare mm. uh, i'm not talking about in the u.s i'm talking about in south asia in particular uh, there is a overpopulation things like that so I like to work with the youth, and so I'm part of different organizations. I'm a big supporter of women helping women, so I assist uh, other uh, startups as a mentor. And uh, I keep busy being a mentor and judge in competitions. So one has to keep doing things, and, and yes, we try to make time. I would rather do that. I, I don't watch television. Uh, I watch YouTube. But I keep away from TV because there's so much else to do. Mm -hmm. Well, I, I I was keeping good notes, I believe. I'm going to have to re-listen to this podcast because you gave me so many ideas. And I, too, say the same thing to my son when he was younger. Uh, he used to say, Mom, I'm bored. Mom, I'm, and I'm like, you're bored because you're you're not using your brain. You're not being creative. There's so many things to do in the house, let alone outside the house. And so after a while, he starts he stopped saying that to me because I I didn't buy into the I'm bored scenario. Because when I'm quote unquote bored, it's just because I'm I'm deciding to be bored. It's a decision. So I think it's an it is an intentional decision to take care of yourself. It's an intentional decision to love yourself and prioritize yourself first. So I have to say I'm working on that on a day-to-day -day basis because it is so easy to get sucked into all of the stuff that you have on your plate, both of us being CEOs of, of growing companies. So to be intentional is, is what I heard you say. As we wrap, I, I would love for you to share with folks um, your um uh, how we met because we met through Founder Pitch Week, and um, I just interviewed Stephanie Lewis, 
from, uh-huh. you know, from Sotro. And uh, so she was telling her story about how she became a part of Founder Pitch Week and applied like six hours before the deadline and had no idea she was going to be selected. And here we are now raising millions of dollars together. So so I guess I want to just share, uh, I want you to share a little bit about your journey with Founder Pitch Week and how that has helped you in your self-care space. So connect the dots, if you will, because I, as the creator and CEO of Founder Pitch Week, I created intentionally a community of women where we could collaborate and support each other and not compete with each other for deal flow or for whatever else is out in the universe. And so how has that experience with Founder Pitch Week helped to, I don't know, um, nurture your self-care? Because I'm, I'm hoping that and I don't even know your answer. So I'm hoping that it's actually been a contributor to your self-care because that was my intent. But how has it really been for you? Yes. Uh, well, uh, I I usually don't apply for these type of things. And I say, ah, pitch competition. I can't be bothered. You know, then somebody posted this on LinkedIn and I said, why don't I just give it a shot? And uh, initially, you know, I said, OK, let's see what what happens. But uh, I really must say, this is something completely different, and uh, it com- it energized me. I was getting a little bit disheartened that we were not getting investment. We have a fantastic product, we have customers lined up, and you know we're not uh, we're not being able to move forward to make larger quantities because all the money that's been put into the startup right now is you know personal money. My co-founder and I have put in thousands, hundreds and thousands of dollars. And uh, then came along, you know, your uh, amazing uh, program. And uh, I agree with you that, you know, we are not in competition. We're helping each other. We seem to be looking out for each other, supporting and uh, people thinking of out of the box ideas to help each other. Uh, So most grateful to you. And uh, my family, my friends, they all know about this. They all know that they keep hearing the word Bridget like every day for the last (laughs) uh, two weeks or so. And uh, so, you know, we're definitely very grateful because this is the way I think moving forward. Uh, I have seen that this has motivated, you know, me for sure on top of the other 29 in our group. So, you know, we are we are ready to, you know, recharge and, uh, you know, go forward with uh, potential investors. We've already got meetings lined up. We've already got some, uh, you know, uh, huge uh, promises made. And so we're very excited about that to close those deals. Fantastic. Well, you know, my goal, as I stated, is to um, be an asset, to add value to your life and not to be a drain with Founder Pitch Week. And so I'm happy to hear, and again, totally un, um, unstaged Q&A here because I, I didn't know what your answer was going to be, but I really was hoping to, I, I heard what I was hoping to hear, which was, is that we've helped you to feel like you are seen, you are valued. Um, investors care about what you're building because it is such a valuable company. All of this contributes to self-care. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Without yeah. a doubt, most most grateful. Thank you. 
Absolutely. Well, everyone, I we are out of time and I could talk to Miriam. Actually, I, I interviewed her for a LinkedIn Live this morning. We're now talking this afternoon and I'm sure we'll probably talk tomorrow as well. So uh, I could talk to you all day, Miriam, but I, we've got to wrap this because um, we're going to move on to the rest of our day. And, and I believe you need some rest. So <laughs> so we're going to wrap been this been a busy two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> busy yeah. in a good way. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. Yes. So I am Bridget Latisse Smith, and it has been my pleasure to be the guest host of Women's CEO in Reflection this week. Please stay tuned for the shows that are coming up. I believe this is the last interview that I have this week. So um, I'm going to be sad that I don't have any more podcast um, podcast interviews coming up for the weeks to come, but um, it has truly been my pleasure. So I truly hope that you've enjoyed this particular interview with Miriam and all of the conversations that we've um, shared with you this week. Um, and feel free to find us on LinkedIn. We're all on LinkedIn. I'm Bridget L. Smith. Uh, Miriam, would you like to just repeat your name for everyone? Yeah. Maria Ispahani. Yes. So with that, uh, we are going to sign off and we hope that everyone listening has a great day and we'll see you on the other side. Bye-bye. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Women CEO in Reflection. To reach out to one of our guests, their contact is in the description of the show. Do you want a total mindset transformation? Apply to Mindset Warrior, The Art of Intentional Thinking, my personal coaching bootcamp at IamAMindsetWarrior.com and schedule your call with me today. Thank you.